Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 397th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to my to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is yesterday's exciting Sunday at the RBC Heritage Golf Tournament at Harbor Town down in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, where Webb Simpson basically turned into a birdie machine on the back nine to finish at a record 22 under record for that course uh, in a tournament. So 22 under par, and he held off an equally birdie-fueled charge from his competitors, such as Abraham Anser, Sergio Garcia, Terrell Hatton, and a host of other big names who were in and around the leaderboard. Uh, and we got a bit of a bonus where they there was a long delay, and I happened to be out of the house for that anyway. So uh, when I returned, I was able to watch golf until well past dark here in Massachusetts. Uh, it was great until something that sounds like 8.39 p.m., live tournament golf. Uh, I would enjoy that anytime, but given uh, the absence of live competitive sports over recent months, that was a real bonus. So I just enjoyed that immensely. And uh, as someone who has visited Hilton Head Island a few times, I've been uh, right at the Harbortown Golf Course at the famed Lighthouse. Uh, it was really quite cool to see the various shots they were showing at sunset since the tournament went so late. Uh, all credit to the or- tournament organizers. They shortened up the uh, warm-up from the return to the uh, play being halted, and they got it in. Uh, not by a whole lot of time, but it wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't an issue. And so it was nice for them to get it in. Uh, before dark, of course, it certainly helped that yesterday, as we know, is the longest day of the year, which means there's more sunlight uh, yesterday than basically any other day of the year. So if you're going to have to have to go late, yesterday was the uh, best day of the year to do it. So, again, it was really uh, just a terrific tournament. Uh, I related again, given my familiarity with Hilton Head. Uh, so it was really, really a lot of fun. And again, just a host of players went really, really, really low. Um, you know, just tons of players. It seemed like half the field was deep under par. Just, you know, tons of people at 19 under, 17 under, 15 under, and on and on and on. So, uh, so they're, they're, they're in, uh, despite the absence, the layoffs, uh, you know, golfers are doing well. Daniel Berger, who won last uh, last week down in Texas in the official return of golf, uh, played very well, and he was right there at the end. Um, so he, he was close to winning, uh, you know, or had a chance to win his second tournament in a row, which would have been something. But in the end, Webb Simpson simply 
uh, outbirdied everyone else in the back nine. He earned it, and uh, and it was nice to see. So my low light of the week is the big news that broke late last night, right after the ESPYs on ESPN, that a noose was found in the garage of NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace at the Talladega Raceway in Alabama. Uh, of course, Bubba Wallace is uh, the black driver who led the banning of Confederate flags uh, from NASCAR. And uh, I must say hats off to NASCAR uh, for their strong statement and promise to investigate, as well as uh, Bubba Wallace's strong statement himself uh, regarding this despicable act. So we'll see what develops from here, but it was really, uh, you know, uh, a strange dynamic as soon as the ESPYs ended. Um, you know, it goes right into this story and, uh, and yeah, it, it just, uh, be fascinating to watch how, uh, what NASCAR, uncovers uh, as they move forward in their investigation. And my bizarre story of the week is baseball continuing to bicker and just unable to get a deal done. I'm looking right now at ESPN. It says MLB tweaks proposal, delaying the vote again. Union putting off decision on league 60-game proposals. That's where we're at. Who can keep track? So I guess today it's at a 60-game proposal, but it is a really, really bad look uh what's happening in baseball as the nba the nhl and of course the nfl all forging ahead with various plans to get back on the field seemingly not seemingly they are doing everything possible to make it happen and baseball you know had another strike against it where on friday bad day and Florida, uh, which I'm very familiar with down there and uh, having lived on the Gulf Coast of Florida, but in a matter of what seemed like an hour or two on Friday afternoon, eight people tested positive at the Phillies uh, facility in Clearwater, Florida, where I have attended Philly spring training games, five players, I'm guessing minor leaguers uh, and three staffers, and then literally four miles up the road, at uh, the Blue Jays facility in Dunedin, Florida, beautiful town. I went to a game at the uh, Dunedin Blue Jays spring training this year against the Pirates uh, just this past March. And then uh, right across the bridge <laughs> in downtown Tampa, minutes away, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning uh, closed their facility. Of course, the hockey team. And, uh, and so just a really, really, uh, bad set of circumstances down there in Florida, um, which is surging along with Arizona, Texas, and many other states. But right now, Florida has been running up record, uh, numbers, uh, in the past week. So to see it all happen, uh, you know, at the, pretty much the same time on a Friday afternoon was very alarming and, and simply, you know, of course, of course, goes without saying the NBA is supposed to head to Orlando, a mere hour drive away from Tampa, uh, you know, in the next week or two in preparation for getting their season really going in late July. And, oh, by the way, MLS, uh, Major League Soccer is going to be in Orlando in a couple of weeks, they're scheduled to be. WNBA is looking to return in Bradenton, which is, again, half an hour uh, or so, less than an hour from the Phillies spring training site. I've made the drive many times over the Sunshine Skyway Bridge. So all this is, uh, you know, disconcerting, to say the least. So now let's take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham. Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, thank you so much for having me on this show. I'm doing terrific. Thank you. And thank you for calling in, as always. And, you know, I finished the first segment talking about, uh, you know, the uh, positive tests down in Florida with uh, we're causing the shutdown of the Philly spring training camp, uh, as well as the Blue Jays. And also the Tampa Bay Lightning, so it's surging obviously in Florida. But you know, we we uh, focus heavily on college football, and you know, there was some college football news on the testing positive front as well. Uh, specifically, Texas had a number of players uh, testing positive. Clemson had a big number, uh, I think twenty years, twenty or more. Testing positive, uh, and Kansas State University, I believe, closed their facility. Uh, so, I don't know, AP, this, this whole will sports return or won't it, it's a real up and down proposition. There are days when I and many feel optimistic, and other days where it feels pessimistic. Um, I would have to say... The last few days have been on the pessimistic side. <laughs> right, right, John. Yeah, there's been a surge in a lot of states. And, uh, yeah, LSU is another one had a, a big number as well, I think, oh, 25 to 30. Thank you. Big number. Big yeah. number. 30, right, the biggest number, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too, as far as I can recall. But right. I think the, the best thing about it is they all came back early. In other words, in June, there's some time to recover. Crap, better and now maybe, than you know, later. Yeah, yeah, later. Maybe you build up an immunity when you're with your teammates, if that's the way that it happens. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's all 
it's all new. Who knows? It really is just beyond unpredictable. Uh, that would be an understatement. But, um, yeah, obviously bears watching. Um, you know, it feels like in, in the world of sports, things that once seemed far away, specifically college football and NFL, are suddenly don't seem that far away especially college football, since many schools are having their players return. Um, as I say that, right on the ESPN Sports Center screen is, you know, pandemic effect of college football coming up. So they're going to talk about it, as are we. So we will see, AP. Uh, but speaking of college football, uh, we've discussed this a lot in recent week, weeks. The much-delayed and highly anticipated College Football Hall of Fame ballot was put out uh, last week. And, you know, uh, a lot of big names on it. Uh, as always, many are carryovers, but there are also a lot of first-timers, uh, which are, you know, some of the biggest names I came across were, you know, Miami quarterback Ken Dorsey, Georgia cornerback Champ Bailey, Kansas State running back Darren Sproles, uh, Syracuse defensive lineman Dwight Freeney, North Carolina uh, defensive lineman Julius Peppers, who also played basketball, as we all remember, two-sport athlete. And then uh, kickers Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, we all know him, from his, especially from his days with the Raiders. Lewis and Dejas from Arizona State. And as a coach, Bob Stoops, I would think he would be a shoe-in. So some pretty big names nominated for the first time, AP. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite a list as it normally is every year. John, it's very difficult to make the selection of different players that you'd like to have on your ballot. And it's I always tell people it's the most difficult ballot for me because it's hard to select 10 or 11 people and a coach. And, and then even you go down to the lower levels, it's, they have even fewer choices that you have to place on your ballot. So that makes it all the more difficult. And but, uh, it's always fun. It is. This is the best time of the year to see this list. It just gets me going for college football. Absolutely. Me too. Um, well, we'll start with Bob Stoops. I mean, what he's done out at Oklahoma, uh, you know, legendary stuff, just a consistent big-time winner in and around always the national championship. Maybe his best move was uh, picking, his, picking his successor as Lincoln Riley, who has, you know, continued the tradition in a big way. But the Sooners are, you know, part of uh, – you know, college football elite, to put it mildly. And uh, and so I would think he would almost assuredly, assuredly be voted in. And, uh, you know, looking back on, you know, I mean, he just basically, you know, shocked the college football world a few years back when he just announced his retirement, what seemingly, seemingly out of the clear blue. I think everybody was surprised by that. Is that your memory, AP? Yes, absolutely. It was in the spring or so, and so they yeah. had a just a short window to pick the coach. You couldn't, you know, it, you know, they had one right there, and he probably, as I said, orchestrated that move. So it worked out fine. But when you speak about the winningest coach in Oklahoma history, um, I think he's a first-time uh, ballot, uh, you know, selection in my mind. Yes, I mean, think of their coaching history. I mean, Bud Wilkinson <laughs> had a 47-game winning streak, which may or may not be still the longest in history. Uh, obviously, Chuck Fairbanks, who was fabulous coach in that famous 1971 game against Nebraska and Bob Devaney, uh, and, of course, Barry Switzer. Um, so, I mean, that that is an elite, elite coaching tree, to put it mildly. You can put yeah. that up oh. against anybody, including oh. Notre Dame. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 meant uh, Barry Switzer, not Bob Devaney, Nebraska. Right, Barry Switzer. Yes, I just meant that Chuck Fairbanks was the coach of Oklahoma in the famous. Oh, went against them, right? Yeah, 
1971. Oh, yeah, when it gets game of the century. Uh, there's been a lot of game is, games yeah. of the century, AP, but that one, to me, is was the game of the century, <laughs> truly. No, no, that was. No, that was. That, that yeah. certainly was a tremendous ball game, back and forth, and it was in Oklahoma, and Nebraska came on to win that game and won the national championship that year by being Alabama a bit by a big score in the Orange Bowl. But, um, yeah, Bob Stoops, on Thanksgiving I mean, Day. Won- my family and many right. others arranged their Thanksgiving dinner start time around that game. That's how I've always remembered that because I was a kid. <laughs> but I always remember yes. maybe the only time, you know, we ever rearranged a holiday dinner starting time for a game. <laughs> uh, and so, we weren't so alone. One of, one, did the same. No, no. <laughs> one of many to come. <laughs> many to come. Exactly. Um <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, but we digress. Uh, yeah, Bob Stoops again, you know, and now, I mean, you know, not only are they in the University of Oklahoma as, you know, uh, college football final four. It seems like they're in many years in recent years, but they're turning out Heisman ro- Trophy winners like it's going out of style. I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield and... Uh, yeah, Kyler Murray, and yeah, so I mean, it's just incredible what Bob Stoops did, what he built, how the tradition continues, which you simply have to give him a lot of credit for. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it's slam dunk first ballot for me, you know, in my mind. Oh, oh, oh yeah, John, and let's remember now, when they made the transition from Barry Switzer, there was, I think it was, and then there were three or four coaches in between. Correct. They were Correct. handed the reins to that program, and it didn't go well. And they had to make a exactly change. Right. Um, exactly Gary right. Gary Gibbs and Howard Schnellenberger, right? Who's, who's? I think he. I don't. I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame or he's up for the Hall of Fame. And uh, John Blake. So yeah, there was three coaches right there before they landed Bob Stoops, who was an assistant at University of Florida, the defensive coordinator. He's always the example I use when you're looking to hire somebody. If you believe strongly in someone's ability, don't worry about the head. They've been a head coach. If you recognize talent, just proceed. And it worked out well for uh, Oklahoma and, and Bob Stoops. I mean, he won the championship uh, second or third year as the head coach, 2000 national yep. title, was in some national championship games, didn't win it again, but he won a lot of big, big eight, big, I mean, uh, big 12 titles and, uh, 18 consecutive bowl games and six times coach of the year for the Big 12. So, I mean, a lot of people would like to have one championship in that stretch of time, believe me. Right, and coached a host of just household name players to boot All-Americans and whatnot. So, yeah, and it's exactly what you just said, AP, which is why I'm placing emphasis on the fact that, you, you know, I would think he would have been the lead person in making the decision to appoint his his successor as Lincoln Riley, and it could not have turned out any better. I, I think any any program in America in any sport would uh, be thrilled to have you know uh, a legendary coach uh, you know set up the aftermath of him leaving with a coach like Lincoln Riley. So I, I, I think Bob Stoops, you know, gets a lot of extra credit for that one. I really do. Yeah, I believe so. The, w- the way everything uh, worked out in that scenario prior to his coming onto the campus at the University of Oklahoma, yeah, he, he brought the stability and big-time winning to the program who was searching for the next person after Barry Switzer to keep that standard high. Correct. Correct. Again, a big factor that, you know, it, 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 they went through a couple coaches before they finally got to Bob Stoops. And once they did, he uh, he returned Oklahoma to be to its, you know, accustomed lofty status, uh, to say the least. So, yeah, well, you know, we have some players. We, we kind of covered Bob Stoops as the big name coach uh, nominated for the College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but. A lot of players to get to as well, and why don't we do so on the other side? (music) 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we were talking uh, some college football in the previous segment as always, and uh, and as always, you have college football news coming out of Alabama. Yeah, John, to the delight of uh, all their fans and alumni, Alabama and Ohio State set up a home-and-home series uh, beginning in 2027. will be in Columbus, September 18th, and Ohio State will come to Alabama on the 9th of September in 2028, so... That, that's quite a surprise. I, I mean, watching college football 50 years, I mean, why this hasn't happened at a home-and-home right. home with those two programs, uh, I, I don't understand, John, really, but it never has occurred. I mean, they played on neutral sites. They played in the playoffs. They played in a bowl game, bowl games and things like that, but never home-and-home. And home. so all these years, these fans have not had, a, had an opportunity to enjoy each other's team in Tuscaloosa and Columbus, Ohio. It's, it's, I think that's sad. But it is sad. trying to rectify either. things. You know, I mean, Alabama should have played Michigan up there. They should have played uh, Ohio State, um, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to think of some other things. You know, now would be a good time to play like in Oregon or uh, in Stanford or something like that, home and home. But, but they've set up in the next – Oh, let's say 14 years or so. Uh, USC this year, of course, in Arlington neutral side. Miami the next year. Then you have Texas as a home and home in 22 and 23. That's a nice ball game. That's a great uh, one. That was a long time ago when that occurred. Yeah, when that occurred was a long time ago. And then in 24, it's Wisconsin and uh, South Florida. And then you have 25. You have Florida State and Wisconsin. 
So that's two Power Five teams in one year. Then you go to the next year, there's two Power Fives, West Virginia, Florida State, and South Florida. And then the following year is West Virginia and Ohio State. Uh, the following year, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Then 29, it's Notre Dame. Then you have Georgia Tech, home and home. And then you have Arizona and Oklahoma in wow. 32 and 33, two Power Five teams. And then you have Virginia Tech, 34 and 35. So Alabama's got quite the schedule in the next 15 years with Power Five teams and some other good teams as well. Well, all credit to them. I mean, that's just spectacular, to say the least, led by, of course, Ohio State. Uh, I love the South Florida matchup, as I'm guessing you do. You and I have both covered uh, the American Conference, and South Florida is a member, and in football-mad Florida, and they're based right in Tampa. And, you know, so I'm loving that one as well. and Alabama has such a good history, you know, I, 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 I can recall, and I'm sure you can too, you know, as a native Pennsylvanian, Penn State and Alabama back in the day. Uh, not only did they meet in the national championship games, but they also had a series going themselves, uh, Alabama and Penn State, and they just played some legendary games. You know, uh, I remember when Alabama, you, I think you were there too, I was there when Alabama and Boston College played in the old uh, old Schaefer Stadium here in Foxborough. Schaefer Stadium, correct. On maybe the worst, yes. most ominous weather day I've ever been a part of. Um, I think the game was delayed. <laughs> it was the darkest afternoon I can ever remember. It was like end of the world stuff. You were there, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. The Giants started out with the, the rain and... Yes. Uh, what comes after the rain? Is it is it sleet and then the hail and then the snow? Is that their order? I can't recall. Oh, it was biblical. I can't remember that exact order, but the, I remember they were all there. And what I always remember yeah. about that game is <laughs> I had covered BC a couple times. Uh, and that was the Flutie era, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so I had like the best seats imaginable for that game i was in like the fifth row of, for that game and uh certainly what well, you know for seats that good I, sh- I was hoping for better weather put it that way but again hey unforgettable you and i can sit i, I can remember that day like it was yesterday and obviously you can too so it was a a famous game but yeah alabama good for them you know they're this is not new them scheduling games like Ohio State, West Virginia, Florida State uh, in the regular season, as it were, because they've done it before. USC, there's another one they've, you know, famous, famous games, too. So good for them. They they remain, you know, perhaps one of the leaders in college football for, you know, they don't fear anybody. They'll schedule anybody, which is the way it should be. No. No, and the change, John, is is having to play the two power fives in one year. Right. That that's the that's the change. You see it in a number of right. years. They're going to play two power power five teams, and plus a team like a South Florida who can have a, a really good program. Correct. Correct. And you know, one of the teams you mentioned was Florida State. And just jumping back to you know, College Football Hall of Fame ballot. I mean, uh, Sebastian Janikowski who kicked in college for Florida State with famous left-handed, left-footed kicker. I'm sure he's left-handed, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> left-footed kicker from Poland. Right. Uh, you know, certainly a legend with the Oakland Raiders, but, you know, we all knew about him in college, too, just booming. One of the strongest, if not the strongest leg ever, because um, he's a big guy. And uh, yes. so, yeah, you know, I have no doubts he'll be elected, uh, you know. And he, of course, wasn't alone as far as Florida players. Uh, Ken Dorsey, University of Miami quarterback. I mean, he won a national championship, and then I believe he was the quarterback the following year when they lost to the Ohio's, to Ohio State in that famous national championship game, which was, you know, against Jim Trussell and I think, uh, yeah, and I think that was the game where uh, Willis – McGahey had one of the most terrific injuries in college football history up there with the Joe Theismann broken leg at the hands of Lawrence Taylor. I mean, 
but again, that was that Ohio State Miami game was absolutely legendary, and um, Ken Dorsey was the quarterback for that one. Yes, yes, excellent quarterback and uh, first team All American, of course, and uh, Player of the Year, Maxwell Player of the Year. And he, when he left his school, he was the school record holder in career total offense and passing yards, which says something because they had some pretty good, pretty good quarterbacks at Miami. Uh, absolutely, a quarterback factory, to be sure. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, and it's just funny, I have to say this, because you mentioned Howard Schnellenberger uh, earlier in the show. And, of course, it all got started with, you know, Howard... Uh, Schnellenberger coaching Jim Kelly uh, out of uh, central Pennsylvania. <laughs> he, he's from a half an hour from where right. I grew up. but uh, And although he wasn't the first great Miami quarterback, I always remember the name, you will too, George Myra. Yes. He, he, so, he'd throw it from the locker room, right? Coming out correct. of the locker room. I, I, I think he kind of, you know, uh, got it going back in the 60s, if I remember correctly. The Miami quarterback tradition, which is you know, really legendary, to say the least. Um, but Ken Dorsey is part of that tree, to be sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, another one that really grabs me, AP, is, you know, uh, Julius Peppers. I mean, he just has to be remembered for being, you, you know, maybe as good a basketball player as he was a football player. He truly could have gone to the either sport and played pro. He, of course, went uh, right down the road from Tar Heel, from Chapel Hill, to play with the Carolina Carolina Panthers, uh, then moved up to the Bears. Uh, he's been a staple. I mean, Julius Peppers has been sort of like a household name in football for what feels like 20 years or so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he was such a unique athlete being six foot seven. And you're rushing the passer, so even if you don't get to the, the quarterback, you have your hands up. You're knocking down passes. It's a difficult lane to throw. And, yeah, he had, he had 15 sacks in 2000 and um, 24 tackles for loss. So 15 sacks is a lot in one year for a college player. That's, that's a big number. Yes, and I was right about the 20-year thing because uh, first-team All-American uh, – you know, in 2001, where he won the Benaric and Lombardi Awards, Defensive Player of the Year, 10th in the Heisman voting. I mean, he just, you know, with a, with a really, you know, a, a name that people remember, great name, and just all of it. And just when, you know, when you see him on the football field, you instantly notice him at six foot seven. <laughs> uh, and you could say the same on the basketball court as well. He, just a distinct look. And just a tremendous player, to say the least. A game wrecker. Yeah, he's the first person, John, you want coming off the bus. Right. <laughs> That's a good way to say that. Yeah, if you want to send a message to the opponent <laughs> who might be watching them come off the bus, he, he's definitely the, the one you want coming off first. Um, well, on that note. And, 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 yeah, and John, John, one other thing I was going to throw, you can call him Tiny. It said you can see the guys coming behind him, you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, that brings back a lot of memories because that's, you know, especially at the high school level or whatnot, that's what you uh, a ploy that many coaches use, send your most biggest, most intimidating, whatever you want to call it, player first off the bus <laughs> to send a message. <laughs> that, that's good stuff, AP. I'm glad you reminded us of all that. Uh, I'm sure it's still going on. Why would it not be? <laughs> it's actually something that works. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Chicago Bears maybe had uh, Refrigerator Perry first one off the bus, right? <laughs> As an example. Uh, and his little brother, Julius Peppers or something. There, yeah. there you go, right. Right, maybe Mike Singletary right behind. <laughs> uh, yeah. AP, it's good to have some yeah. laughs during this uh, crazy time in everybody's life, and especially in the sports world as well. But why don't we take our final break? Still have a few more things to get to on the other side.
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the Travelers Championship as golf returns to New England. It'll be without spectators, AP, but you and I have covered this tournament many times. We have a real soft spot in our heart for it. I've covered it probably six of the last eight years or thereabouts and uh, love it. It's typically a little later in the year, but here it is and so, yeah, the tour comes to New England. Uh, so it's, uh, it should be fun to watch, that's for sure. It will be fun to watch. It's a great tournament. Yeah, John, they have some big names coming this, this year as well. Yes. Yes. One of the best fields ever, which is what's been happening the past two weeks since the tour reopened, uh, obviously with no fans. Um and yeah, three weeks in a row, each tournament will, is having their best field ever, which is just a strong indicator that uh, the golfers are ready to get back on the course in tournament conditions, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're anxious to get out and, and play and because they've been sitting home. So that, that worked in the travelers' favor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Certainly, we'll be looking forward to that. Um, again, just such uh, strong memories. And just to back up the point, AP, nine of the top ten players in the world are going to be here. Uh, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, Patrick Cantley, Webb Simpson, yesterday's winner down in Hilton Head, and Xander Shoffley. So there you have it, nine of the top ten players. Uh Nothing more need be said. That will be uh, fun to watch that uh, throughout the week, especially knowing it's just uh, uh, less than two hours from where I'm standing right now. So it'll be interesting. And, oh, by the way, I can't help but say, you know, it's a good time. 
the uh, virus numbers are, are very low up here in the Northeast. It's been a role reversal, as you know, and so it should be a good time on that front as well, uh, especially given a tour player, Nick Watney, tested positive down Hilton Head, as we all know. But he was the only one, as far as I know. So good time to come to Connecticut, that's for sure, virus, virus-wise. Yeah, it's the only thing they're going to miss those huge crowds. It, it probably would have fit records. Oh, gosh, if, yes. If indeed they, if they didn't have the virus. Yeah. Absolutely true. No, it's sad. Uh, and so they're, the media is, you, you know, obviously restricted big time. So I will not be covering it in person, which is sad. There's no other way to say it. Uh, and sad that spectators won't be there, yeah. especially with this field. But. Anyway, back to college football, AP. Uh, you know, again, big names. Uh, and by the way, there was, just so everyone understands, there are now, you know, 78 players on the ballot. We've been focusing on first-timers. But there's 78 players and seven coaches from the football bowl subdivision. The old Division One, as we know. And big names galore, you know, such as Troy Vincent, All-American from Wisconsin, Went on to a great career, of course, uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles and others. And top 10 pick of the Dolphins back in the day. And uh, so it's just, you know, littered. Ray, you know, Ray Lewis, uh, on and on, Andre Tippett. Uh, you know, so it's just a who's who uh, of players that are on the ballot. But again, we've been focusing on the newcomers and... Uh, another one, yeah, again, Champ Bailey, AP. He's a, a true legend down from Georgia and the SEC. Oh, yeah, Champ Bailey. He played on both sides of the ball, returned kicks for the Bulldogs. He was a big cornerback. Uh, two times he was an all a first team all SEC selection. He was just a winning player on both sides of the football. I mean, there's no way to get around it. And, uh, you know, he's somebody from the state of Georgia. And his brother was a linebacker too, right? Bailey was, he had a brother with a linebacker, I think, right? Yes, with an equally I interesting believe. first. Yeah, we had an equally interesting first name too um, to go along with Champ. Uh, can't remember at the moment, but yeah. I do remember he also had an interesting name. No, but, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, just a great player, and he, of course, went on to a great career with the Washington Redskins and Denver Broncos. Um, so, yeah, uh, another one, of course, Darren Sproles. I mean, I'll confess, I didn't know right off the top of my head that he was a uh, uh, from Kansas State, the Wildcats. Um, yes. And... But, you know, obviously a tremendous player for both the, uh, not only the Wildcats, of course, Kansas State, but in the NFL with uh, San Diego Chargers and Philadelphia Eagles, a really fun player to watch given his size. Oh, yeah, he's an all-around football player, catching the football, all-purpose yards. I mean, 4,900-plus yards, career rushing, 24 100-yard games. Three times uh, all Big 12 performer. That's the league record. 24 100-yard games games in a in a league where you have Texas and Oklahoma, right? And all those great running backs from those schools in Oklahoma yes. State. Barry Switzer, all those types of people. Thurman Thomas, and you you have the league record in 100-yard games at 24. Just think about that for a moment. Yes. That's amazing. Not surprising. I mean, he, he is just, you, you know, one of the funnest players, I think, in football to watch and has been for a long, long time. Um, hey, P, before I forget, I did look. <laughs> Champ Bailey's brother is named Boss. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was thinking to myself, I think it's Boss. but I, Yeah, I now, those, those are two great <laughs> names for brothers, Champ and yeah. Boss. <laughs> Just, yeah, and, well, and I'm sad there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, both at the top of the list, he's the champ and he's the boss. Exactly. So I, either love one, I love either it. Either one. I love it. Winners. That's a winning winning name, right? No question. You know, and the last big name, just to get to as we get under two minutes here in the show, you know, Dwight Freeney. I mean, 
Played at Syracuse, just tremendous player, to say the least. Uh, but of course, and we all, of course, remember what a spectacular career he had with the Colts. Uh, he was utterly dominant for a couple years in the NFL. So uh, I think he'll get in pretty quickly and easily, too. Yeah, he's consistent with the sacks. He holds the NCAA record 1.61 per game. I mean, that's significant in Syracuse right. record. 50 tackles for law, 15 and a half, and then 17 and a half sacks in one season. Those are big numbers. Anytime you hold an NCAA record, that's notable, <laughs> period. When you're the best of all time at anything, you know, in the 150-year history of college football, that sounds Hall of Fame worthy. Um, well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our uh, show. They always go quickly, especially uh, when we're talking the release of the College Football Hall of Fame ballot. And uh, as always, one of our favorite shows of the year when we discuss this. Yeah, we, we don't have much time. It's probably, we, we might even talk about it again. There's so many great players on there. Our ballots, it's going to be tough to come up with the the number of people, the, and we have to, you know, yeah, it's very difficult. No doubt about it. It's uh, star-studded, to put it mildly. And AP, I just want to thank you for calling in and uh, offering your perspective and expertise. And uh, great show. Thank you, John. It's my pleasure. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.